Valentine's Day has come and gone and the Kawaii Fi team have decided a little reminiscing is in order about our first anime loves. If you want like something that is a perfect time capsule of days gone. Look, it is dated. This is the 90s in full force, but it's perfect. Kyle upsets some cricket fans with his poor comparisons. Veteran status? We've done better than most cricketers, so. <laughs> <laughs> and Kenny talks about the moment he learned that anime was not just another cartoon. I honestly thought that this was just another style of animation. Kind of like the difference between watching Peppa Pig and Hey Arthur. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's over 9,000! Yes, Kidichiwa, and welcome. You're tuned in to Kawaii Fi Radio, the podcast we dive into the world of anime and manga. It's Kyle here, and joining me are my co-hosts Farah and Kenny. It's just the three of us today. Hey, Kyle, guess what you did? What? What did oh, you I say? did the wrong name. Yeah, I forgot I to call her Lady Farfa. Lady Farfa. Lady Farfa. She Lady went to Lady Farfa, the Farfa Farfas. Yeah. No one else think that, you know, Lord Farquhar? Yeah, now I'm hearing it. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah. all the listeners are like, and now with that, we're not listening to this episode anymore. And <laughs> on that bombshell. <laughs> yes, it's just us three. So, myself, Kyle, we've got Kenny and Lady Farfar. Thank you. Aaron I, I just uh, keep comparing it to like old school, like 90s and 2000s. It was like, this is a far, far west. The funny far thing west, is, right? <laughs> the funny thing is, Kyle will call me Farfar everywhere else. But when we're talking, he will always say my actual name. And I don't understand why, because he always called me Farfa absolutely everywhere else. <laughs> it's really bad. Um, if it's typed, I can get away with it. Um, so, look, um, it is just the three of us this week. Um, Aaron is at work and Loz is taking a bit of a break from the show because yeah. she's just started a new job as well. Technically, I'm not even here. Uh, okay. <laughs> I'm still asleep. It's just you and me. Is this oh, a, that's is, it. Let's go. Is, that, that's mate, the episode. is, this, yeah, is I'm, this a date, Farfa? I hope oh. not. I mean, your poor partner's of, like somewhere yeah, around there. <laughs> be a bit awkward. awkward. <laughs> <laughs> Look, it, it's um, episode fifty-three of Kawaii Fi Radio. Um, this this episode um, fifty-three. Fifty-three, and that means that uh, we've got to do nothing, man. Can you tell I haven't slept enough? Yeah, yeah. it's a little obvious. Yeah. yeah. So let, let's move on to what we are doing today. This episode, we are talking about our first anime loves. Now, we're not Ooh. talking about, you know, husband no-nos and uh, wife o's. Um, <laughs> we, we are... Um, that was a bit of a stretch. Yeah, yeah it really was. Um, <laughs> we're actually talking, because it was Valentine's Day was. Um, last weekend, and we were thinking, well, what anime made you love anime? Yeah. What made you go, you know what, I like anime Yeah, it's not now. necessarily the first one you ever saw. It's the yeah. one that made you really just, uh, you know, clicked in your and head. We, we had to avoid doing the first one because I'd yet again be talking about Neon Genesis for oh, half an hour. And we talk about yeah. Dragon Ball, we talk about Neon Genesis, we talk about, uh, mm. we talk about something which no one would probably talk about like Sailor Moon. But I can let Wait. you know, <laughs> I can let you know that four of the four top, uh, four shows we're talking about this episode have a varying, uh, I guess you could say, varying in vintage Yes. And we haven't actually talked about them on the show at length before. So at length, yes, at that's length. right. We have mentioned some we've of them, but we've never actually really done a bit of a dive. So mm. we will um, be doing that very shortly. And look, if you are new and this is your first episode, I am so sorry. Yeah, I'm really sorry. <laughs> as you so can, sorry. As you can tell, it has been one of those days for us. <laughs> kind um, of been one of those years. So hit that subscribe <laughs> button. Totally <laughs> Things can only go up from here. It can only go up. Um, you can find us on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, pretty much every podcasting platform. 
platform. Even mm-hmm. uh, there's a new one that's just launched called Zuz something or other. Um, once we're set up on that, I'll, I'll add it to it. Yeah, I oh. can't remember. It's a Z or a V start um, for the name. Okay. Um, but you, you know, if you found us on YouTube, it means there are other places you can find us mm-hmm. if this isn't your cup of tea. Um, there is plenty to talk about, but first, we need to go and talk about what we're actually watching. I have no idea how old I am or where I came from. Daddy! Oh, hi up! Take time! I gotta go! I just... I have to know! Hooray! I did that thing! Oni-chan! Nani What we're watching? That intro is random as hell. It really is. I don't, you know, hear, hear my voice and I'm just like... What we're watching. I sound so professional there. What? Mm-hmm. I'm not I, really that professional. I was going to say, Fafa, we've, we've got a concerning thought here. Are we professional? Uh, no, we're not because we're not getting paid. I mean, <laughs> 53 episodes, we're a bit professional, if not veteran status. I was going to say, we've veteran done... Veteran status? We, we've done better than most cricketers, so... <laughs> <laughs> um, so, I don't even watch sports, what are they, as we discussed in the past. So... Let's talk about what we're watching. And it's got to go to me this week, I guess. I've got to yeah. start off the bit. Yeah. Um, I've been watching So I'm a Spider, So What? Yes. Ooh, how are you finding it? It's not great. Oh. <laughs> oh. It's not bad, but it's not as good as it could be. And that's kind of what's made it a bit of a disappointment. So I've been reading the manga for mm-hmm. a couple of years. I quite like it. Mm. Um, but the manga only focuses on the main character, the spider girl. Mm. It doesn't show you any of the other classmates who've been isekai It doesn't show you any of the other greater world stories. It just focuses on what she's going through. And that makes it a really strong story. The light novel, which the manga's based on, covers everyone's story. And that's what they've tried to do with the anime, and it's suffering for it. Oh, you you reckon? Like, uh, is just the ma- is the human cast just not very strong? The human cast is window dressing. You don't care. Oh wow! I, I literally don't care. Like they just don't do anything. They they are cookie cutter. They feel really cookie cutter. Uh, you've got uh, um, so you've got one guy who's been reincarnated as a prince. Um, uh, and course. he is, you know, he's clearly meant to be like the main protagonist. And from se- the way they set this up, definitely going to be like. He's the one all the girls are falling over, which means that there will be some sort of romantic undertone later on yeah. in the story. But uh, do you suppose this could be sort of like a uh, takeoff of uh, Isekai anime? No. No, it's not. No, not it's not serious. So you've got you've got him, and then you've got the other noble dude, who's also a kid from the class. Clearly, he's the one with a chip on his shoulder. He's the one who mm. tries to do. He basically they're trying to put Bakugo from. Um, my hero academia's my energy into him, uh, except he's not good. He's he's an ass. It's probably the but, easiest way I to mean, explain it. Bakugo is that as well. Yeah, but Bakugo has redeeming features. This guy does not. She sure does. Nice. <laughs> and so how much time is being devoted to these people? Um, to be honest, so every episode's twenty three minutes, twenty two okay. minutes. Um it varies depending on episode, but I'd say if you were to average it, about twenty percent of the series has been dedicated to these people. Yikes. And that's twenty percent of the story that would be better served at focusing on the main story. Mm. Um, um without them though, main story, how's how are you finding it? Oh, it's great. Look, the, the main story is great. Uh, my partner doesn't like it. She finds the spider annoying. Um, myself, I quite like it, but I've been watching the manga. That said, the manga uh, when I uh, when the uh, trailer for this first came out, when uh, Reincarnated as a Slime first aired years mm-hmm. ago now, um, the character was more morose, more yeah. depressed, mm. down-to-earth. Kind of uh, reminded me a bit of, this is one that's going to age me, uh, Daria. Oh, yeah. love it. And the, they've be, made her a bit more smiley, happy, upbeat and The quirky. smiley, happy is yeah, more in line yeah, with yeah. the manga. Oh, uh, yeah. Okay. Um, so the, she does have elements where she is morose. And like if you watch, I think, episode two and three, there are mm. those elements where she's like, 
oh, this is just awful. And it's like, but I've got to make myself happy. Otherwise, <sighs> I won't want to stay around yeah. and I'll just give up. I think, um, I don't know. I think I just prefer it if someone in that situation was had that bit more depressed feeling. Yeah, it would but feel th- a bit more... We, we've learned that Japan can't do that because otherwise you just end up with grumpy... You know, main characters like in oh. Arafaretta. Because that, that's yeah. basically, if you have a look at most Isekai stories, not every, obviously, there are exceptions yeah. to the rule, but most Isekai stories, if it's a downtrodden main character and they're grumpy and angsty, you end up with your Subarus, you end up with your main guy from um, Arafaretta, you end up with Shield oh, Hero. True. They yeah. end up becoming unrelatable characters because mm. they're just so angry at the world. And while there are some people who can relate to them, the vast majority of the audience won't, and that's where they fall down. I guess I understand. Yeah. That. yeah. So, Definitely. yeah, but. Um, um, the, I guess the main thing that everyone looks at when they see the trailer is the CG for the spider and oh. some of the monsters. And I've got to be honest, I kind of like it. It's not yeah. it's not good CG, but it's also not bad CG. It kind of reminds me of the Tachikomas in um, Ghost in the Shell standalone comics okay. where yeah. they're, they're cute, they're adorable, they feel like they pop out of the world, but they're not disconnected from it. Okay. Um, and that's probably the easiest way to explain it. Like It's... It looks a little bit jarring once you first see it, um, but once you start watching it and you get it just you kind of get used to it. Um, I think there was another anime which had something similar where we said the art style was a bit weird, but the more you watched it, the more normal it felt. Hmm. Um, that was probably about 18 months ago. Um, so It'll come to me, probably. Yeah, it probably will. But look, definitely worth checking out. It's on Crunchyroll, um, and it's I think we've got about six episodes out now, and you, you've got to give it a bit of time for it to get into the rhythm, but you will you want to tune out what, as soon though? as they start talking about the humans. Yeah. yeah, I found that this season of the new shows, I think we have to actually have a little bit of time not giving it the three-episode theme because I'm finding mm. that a lot of the shows this season, you actually have to watch more. Yeah. 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 And it's weird. Like, you know how we used to always do the three-episode? Yeah. Because, I mean, yeah. I mean well, uh, literally our third episode, we looked at the three-episode rule and we it, it turns out three episodes is not act the three episode rule um and if you want go back and listen to episode three of our podcast it's not as we're terrible (laughs) um it's not a case that the anime industry started with a three episode rule it's because they adapted their storytelling narrative to the three episode rule because that's how people were doing it and that's why we get twists in episode three now if you go back to anything pretty much before 2003 you won't get a third episode twist Mm. so I mean there are uh, with everything there's an exception to every rule but now a third episode twist or change or something to encourage you is the norm whereas before it was unusual Mm. yeah and now twist like a normal TV series yeah now yeah the mid-season twist is kind of more of a norm now mm-hmm. like that's happened for uh what was it our other side picnic uh, see i haven't caught up on other side no i haven't either it's um the story structure is very very strange but mm. you do get to know these characters a bit more as it goes mm. yeah. see obviously with wonder egg at the moment see episode yeah. six that just dropped that was the twist episode for me oh and now yeah, you i mean and I you, you and i were discussing discussion. i don't feel like it was big enough to be like i felt episode five as an episode oh yeah that was, was a much stronger episode good episode but I, I definitely see where you're coming from like episode six there's a a moment that kind of explains eyes behavior behavior and why she behaves towards certain people in her life in certain ways um and possibly why she struggled so much, much with the death of her friend as well. Yeah. Mm. And that that's kind of expanded on a little bit towards the end of the episode. Um, it's going to be interesting to see what they do in 7 yes. and 8 about it. But mm. um, yeah, we, we are, you are right. We are seeing like the... They're now starting to focus on providing good storytelling, mm. and you know, if you, I think, especially this season, if you stick to the three episode rule, you're mm. going to miss out yeah. on some classics. Yeah, but it's hard to actually know which ones to stick with, isn't it? Well, not Promise Neverland, that's for sure. No, that's a disaster, <sighs> and we're so disappointed because the first season was picture perfect, the second.
second season is a dumpster fire. Yeah, the amount of complaints that I'm seeing online about it, it's ridiculous. Honestly, I think I'm dropping it. Yeah, I, I, I haven't watched. It. I haven't watched. I just refused. Like I, the moment I heard of what they'd actually, because yeah. I've already read the manga. Yeah. Obviously, they're literally skipping two major arcs to rush to the end. Yeah, it's the going s- to be bad. The second they uh, did the time skip, I was just like, okay, uh, are they going to do the rest as? Uh, as movies, as OVAs, Which, you know, that could be cool. Well, but I mean, if they did do that, why not just do it as the series or release it beforehand? Exactly. Yes. You know, um, and then there's the other issue as well. If you're going to do a time skip, then you you've wasted a lot of character development and mm. world building that was crucial once you go from inside the orphanage to outside the orphanage. Yeah. Okay. So with a time skip. It has to be, it has to bookend a part of the story. Mm. And I feel it really didn't do that here because, okay, they just escaped from one situation, some weird stuff happened, and then it just sort of meanders into this time skip. It oh, has and, to be like more and, like and, Naruto. And then for episode five, we're going to do a recap episode of Unreal. the four episodes we've released so far. Uh, it's, yeah. It's, yeah, it's um, an absolute Yeah, I am, honestly, I'm out. So, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm actually just not going to continue. Um, it's very sad because like I saw a comment on Twitter and they were like, I feel disappointed for us who have read the manga because this is what we're getting. I mean, anime viewers are going to love it because they have no... no. Oh, no, no. I haven't, I haven't read the manga. See, I haven't either. And I remember when I said that first mm. episode when it dropped, I said, this is weird. Like when we had the first episode of Promised Neverland season one and yeah. now we got this and I was like... To, to be honest, um, uh, Loz mentioned this when we brought it up. If you watch epi- the last episode of Promised Neverland and go straight into the new season, it works perfectly. Mm-hmm. But if you've got that disconnect, you haven't watched it for 12 months, yeah. it doesn't. Yeah. It feels very jarring. I think that's the thing. We sort of uh, watch a, di- a new season of a show and think of it sort of as it's the next book in a series. Right. So it has mm. to have its own beginning, middle and end. Yeah. Whereas this feels like it should be it more like a, a continuation. That, that's the that's, way that it starts. Mm. It feels like a second core instead of actually a second season. And that's what... Yeah. Structurally, still, though... Yeah. Stru- structures, man. Can we blame COVID for this? No. Um, Partially, yes. I think the main thing we can blame is that um, before this, and we mentioned this last episode in Clo- talking about Cloverworks, Cloverworks typically never did more than two so, uh, anime series a season. Mm. They've got three and they've brought in a new person and this new person is the person looking after... Promise Neverland. I wonder as the head director, and that explains a lot about the mess. Um, it's very it, sad. Really. Yeah, it's it's look, it's shocking. Anyway, Farfar, what have you been watching? Well, I have put the pause on. Okay, I like I watch two shows religiously at the moment, but I'm not going to talk about them. We can talk about them later. Mm-hmm. What I thought I was like, I need something comforting. I need something relaxing. I need something that you know I've watched before. Fair enough. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know, it's just an entertaining show. Yeah. Well, you want to go back to those things that you've seen because I love doing that. You, you know? remember those good feelings, and you want to you want to reengage with that. And I was yeah. like, could I watch Nana again? But I'm like, no, I'm going to wait till the oh, HD, that, that HD comes HD out and watch well. it yeah. then. I was like, could I watch your online April? No, I'm going to wait till it's April to watch your online April. That's what I normally do. Wow, you are a sucker Very, for punishment. I do it all the time. <laughs> Very thematic. Every April, your online April has oh. to be played. It's just a running thing with me. It's, uh, really it's really sort of like watching uh, Die Hard on Christmas. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah that's, that's fair. It. Yeah. So I was like, okay, let's get out the old anime lab and let's look at the back catalogue. Because, you know, they have actually got mm. a really good back catalogue now. Thanks yeah, to the funny... I was going to say that now that Funimation is properly integrated across yeah. all of its brands, it's, it's pretty good. It's Cheers, great. anime lab. Cheers. Mm. Peace. Um, <laughs> so one of the shows on there is called Peach Girl. Mm. And Peach Girl mm. is one of my favourite shows. Uh, actually, when I got Funimation and things like that, this is one of the mm. ones you would watch. And it is just... It's so comforting to me. This I one. don't think I know it. Okay, so it mm. is from 2005. It is v- the typical Ooh. 
old school. Is this, um, all right, first things first, what genre does it sit in? Is this shoujo? I think so, yeah. Yeah. Mm. yeah. So it's got, you know, the typical eyes, that, that look that those characters have. That, that on big, the big eyes, long eyelashes. Yeah, the very, yeah. like, oh, the stylized so guys and, you know. Mm. So this is sort of like the anime kind of anime. Sort of like, you know, when you watch like a modern Western film and they like try uh, to do a take off okay, yeah, of anime. Yeah. No, but um, I, I think probably the easiest explanation for stylization mix Oron High School Host Club with the original Fruits Basket art style. Whoa. Yes. Yep. Okay, there that's clear. That's yep. perfect. That's a very good way. <laughs> wow. Well, I don't even know what we're talking about, but the moment you mentioned I went, I know exactly the style you're talking yeah. about. <laughs> but it's also got, you know, the Paradise Kiss vibe and the Nana vibe oh, kind of yeah. like that. That stylized. What's thing. what's kind of the plot? So it's about this girl who is a like a swimmer, like she was a, like a former high school swimmer and stuff like that. But she gets a lot of um thing with you know because of her skin tone because she gets oh. tanned very easily oh. and she gets her hair is always bleached like blonde. because of the sun, sun bleach right. the sun. Yeah. So they call her Peach Girl, which is quite a. Um, it's nicer than them just calling her a gyaru, isn't it? You, so. That's what I mean. So it's like you know. Because in Japan, you know, if you look like a certain way, it's mm, we're not going to go into that. But Harsh. anyway, <laughs> yeah. um, but it's basically just like looking at her love life. Like she gets herself into a tr- love triangle, as all those animes used to <laughs> yeah, do back course, in the day. Of course, of course. And she's got a best friend. Of her the main girl is called Momo, and she's she's Peach Girl. Hmm. And it's just like she for um, this she's in love with this boy Toji, and then you know, um, another boy gets into entered into the mix, and that was the guy. She apparently saved years and years ago. Uh, oh, I think I, I've seen something with a similar it, plot right? like this. Yeah. It's the weirdest thing. I think I have seen this mentioned in another anime. Yeah. Welcome yeah. to Demon School Irumakun. Oh. Ah. There's, a, there's a bit in that series where uh, he meets like the sort of like the demon student counsellor. Mm-hmm. She's like this harsh, rough and tough kind of person. And secretly she has a massive collection of old school romance manga and, and they Girl are would have been. they Wait, are what? everything you <laughs> yeah. have ever read before so yeah and then obviously um she has a best friend who actually is her enemy so her best friend uh-huh. is her enemy say and she's trying every because she's actually jealous of momo and it's it's just uh... all that it is so well done like I love the dub because it's one of one of the original funny dubs as well. Uh, so funny it's got like fun, funimation. funimation. Oh, oh. Right. So this is like the proper Texas, you know, old school. Where well, they, wait, wait, this was when they were in Texas or not in LA? Well, see, they you, before they used to like, um, it's still in Texas, right? Yeah, yeah. But they also now with Funimation, they actually use a lot of LA actors as well as mm. the Texas actors. This is pure Texas actors. With Are this there one. Texas accents? You do pick it up a little yeah, bit, yeah. So that's how that, you know it's like the old, the, 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 the old, old school. Yeah, older. Yeah. It's got oh, Jeremy Lee ball. in it. So Jeremy Lee's one of her first roles oh, was in yeah. this is Peach Girl. When they one. have lunch, are the rice balls referred to as jelly donuts? No, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> but, no, no. That's Canada and four kids. <laughs> but in saying that, with Funimation dubs back in the day, they used to dub the music for the openings and stuff. Oh like yeah, that. like um, we saw with um, Orion High School Orion, Host Club. Kiss, kiss, so, yep. love and, and so they did those for Peach Girl as well. So oh. if you go on Anime Lab, you can listen to both versions. And a lot of people know the English version. Like you go to a convention, and if you see these guys and they talk about Peach Girl, they all sing the the English version. And oh. I'm gonna <laughs> sing it, but I'm not gonna do it. Yeah. Well, look, I'm, I'm gonna be pretty brutal because you played the, the <laughs> opening they're off key oh yeah they are the English so is off key. badly mm. off key in that english dub of the vocals <laughs> 
like I mentioned this when we were talking about or on high school host clubs OP yeah. and ED the people who they've got to do it are not hitting the notes properly mm-hmm. um, and it's the same it's... and this is worse <laughs> it's bad I love it though I think there is something that gets lost in translation between the dubs oh yeah <laughs> oh, well there's always something like there are recently there's been um, I can't remember which um, publisher was but they are actually re-releasing certain versions of light novel adaptations in English because they've missed they've mm. just went and scrapped a load of like colourful language not as in like uh-huh. uh, not as in like swear words or adult content yeah. just like descriptive language that they've used or prose that they've used mm-hmm. because they just couldn't be bothered translating it Aww. yeah mm. so and that, that was in the news this week as well so yeah. but yeah so you've got both options on Anime Lab if you're or Funimation if you're watching the US and things like that Definitely go watch it. It's really old school. It's yeah. it's a lot of fun. It's like, you know, oh drama. Like, cause oh. Say gets itself into some drama as well. Actual serious drama. Like, oh. it, yeah. Um, is there like a? Do we need to be aware of like an adult rating on this? Is Look, it... it is technically PG, but however, I think it does go towards like the M. The like M-A. the M fifteen. It's yeah. not like bad, bad, but the, what they discuss. So, so I'm guessing like some of the topics could be not um, suitable not for, for children. Not for children, definitely not. Yeah. So okay. more young adult, teen, uh, that type of thing. Yeah. It, it, I love it. Go and watch it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. Kenny, what are you watching? I'm watching Dr. Stone. Oh, <laughs> are you? Yeah, I've been... Uh, I've been letting this one go by the wayside while I've been checking out other things, mm. so I just kind of like sat through and spammed it. So what, up to episode six? Uh, five? Yeah. Five, six? And yeah. Because you're doing the dub, aren't yes, you, Yes, I am. How, how many episodes Two. are the dub? Two. Two. Okay. Cool. What and are your thoughts? I It's more of the same, and I love it. Because mm. I was going to say, the only I've only caught episode one so far, mm. um, and the one thing that, having read the manga, the first episode feels... Like a recap episode, but a useful recap. Yeah, episode. sort of. Yes, yeah. because they have missed a load of stuff about how they're going to build a cell phone mm. and get to that point, and that's fine because you don't need to see them doing every no. little thing like they did in the first season. Mm. You want to get into Stone Wars. Yeah. So and uh it's how do I talk about this without spoiling it? I want to tell you some of the things that they yeah, invent, but. I can't. Okay. Well, look. Let's let's think. If we're going to avoid spoilers, you cannot mention plot. You cannot mention plot devices, meaning no MacGuffins, which okay, means okay. the inventions. Okay, okay, um, okay. And it means you can't mention any interpersonal conflicts as well, okay, 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 okay. or characters that are introduced well, or returned. Pretty much everything. Then. So that's Stop pretty it. much everything. So you can say it's good, and the science is good. It's good, and, you and the science is good, and you should watch it. <laughs> watch it on Crunchyroll. It's great. And oh, but there is a change. It's kind of in winter and... No, sorry, it was in winter. It's... No, no change. It's good. It's <laughs> good. Watch it. Let me spoil it, Darren. No. <laughs> so we have to also mention that the sub is only on Crunchyroll mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and the dub is on Funimation Anime Lab. Yeah, Just so it's that... Uh, Funimation, basically, because they had the rights for the dub, mm. they get the dub version only and Crunchyroll get the sub version yep. only. Const- seems to be a bit of a constant thing. Yes. Which well, is, it works well. It does. And okay, so the dub is just perfect. And yeah. I've said this before and the, I'll constantly look, say Look, the, the dub for, like, I, I have been quite harsh on dubs in the past. Mm-hmm. And there, I, I still believe from about the 2005 to 2015, there were some rubbish dubs. Oh, God, yes. yes. I mean, well, it's... The last few years, they've upped the game. Yeah. Because there is, because anime is a much, much bigger industry than it was now. I think they need to pay more special care. And so mm. they need to take extra precautions when casting the exact right people for the exact right voice. And he, they mm. had done it with this one because I think mm. they've got 
uh, LA actor for this one as well. And oh. you can tell there's a, they've picked the right people for the right characters. I feel like it would be really tricky to do this one as well because no. thinking of the right kind of person for Senku... Oh. That's got to be a trick. Oh, look, I, I think you they can grab pretty much it, any protag um, yeah. voice actor who hasn't got a macho voice. Mm. So anyone who's been in any of the uh, sports animes as uh, what part of the main cast would work. But yep. you've got to make him sound both conniving and you've got still to listen caring. To this, Kenny, this, this yeah, dub, it's, it's a good yeah. dub. It'll blow your mind, it's yeah. It's a good dub. All right, um, I'll hit yeah, it up after. De- definitely worth doing. Um, just reminded me something as well, and I've written a note here. Um, seeing as we mentioned four kids dubs earlier, I think we should do a four kids episode. Can oh, we? Then no. just, just go look at all the bad dub work yes. and the changes that were made. Uh, yes. And I, I can tell you, Aaron will definitely be on board because yeah, he wants be to talk about how they messed up Yu-Gi-Oh. <laughs> yes. Such as, you know... I found Joey. Hi, bye. <laughs> <laughs> and how they start pointing their fingers at people instead of and guns. You, I mean, yeah. if they're going to do that, we have to talk about One Piece. We do. Oh, we do. <laughs> we do. Yeah. Oh, yeah. ladies can, and gentlemen, you the can one, do that. <laughs> the four kids One Piece thing—that is a saga unto itself. Yeah. Or you know, Magical Molly. Oh, That's what they did to Magical Motorcat. Motor well, attempted to, and then they realised that the, after episode three, they pretty much had to cut the rest of the season. I beg that we do something on Speed yeah. Racer as well. That dub. Oh, <laughs> Speed Racer dub is appalling. The Speed Racer dub. Anyway, we digress. We do need to get on to what we're talking about this Legendary. week, and we're talking about anime loves. And we're starting in the back catalogue category first. Kawaii Fire Radio. I think I watched that as a kid. Oh, yeah, I remember that. Back now, we did mention that we're each talking about the anime that made us go, I like anime. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Made me go, I am actually now an otaku or a <laughs> weave or a whatever word you decided to pick or I'm into Japan. Yeah. Um, but you might be wondering how we're doing four when there's three of us. Yeah. So we're, we're going to solve that straight away. We got Aaron, who's unavailable this week due to work commitments, yeah. to record a little bit and let us know what his first anime love was. And this is what he had to say. Hey guys, Aaron here. Sorry I couldn't make it into the episode. Kyle has asked me to record a little bit on my first anime love, which it's Naruto. Both the classic and Shippuden have special places in my heart. I lean more towards Shippuden because, let's face it, it's the better series. <laughs> But it came to me at an important developmental time when I was trying to figure out who I was and it immediately grabbed me just straight off the bat. The first thing I ever saw was the Naruto vs. Zabuza fight and that blew my mind. And then seeing Naruto and how it all played out, it was just such an experience that's lasted with me through the years. Like, I've ridden the highs, I've ridden the lows, and it's led me to many opportunities that I wouldn't have had otherwise. It's going to be something that sticks with me for the rest of my life, and I'm glad that I had the opportunity to both find it and talk about it. So, thank you, everyone. And thank you, Kyle, for letting me join in, even though I'm in the void. <laughs> <laughs> so, there you go. Aaron's uh, first anime love. He'd seen once before it, mm-hmm. but the first thing that made him go, wow, this is just really connected on me on a deep level and made me appreciate the art form that is animation was mm-hmm. Naruto. Mm. I mean, it is, it's got to be one of the top kind of shonen. Oh, yeah. If you say shonen, you mention Naruto somewhere in this, either the first or second. Like, I mean, we can talk about, you know, Black Clover being one of the current big ones. Yeah. But when you talk, of, when you say shonen anime, people immediately go, Naruto, one piece. Yeah. Um, Hunter, Hunter. I feel like Fairy Tale should be in that mix, it considering really how be long in that it was one. running. Yeah. Well, um, I mean, I feel like there's a generational thing as well. You've got the old school generation, which mm. is 
Dragon Ball, Naruto, Bleach, Ooh, perhaps. Yeah, yeah, true. And then these days you have My Hero Akko, yes. you have Fairy Tail, yeah. you have Black Clover. Uh, I would say Fairy Tail's between both, actually. Yeah, so I'd, I'd well, generational wise, we're talking like you've got that, that I'd say like five year generation gaps essentially yeah. with the anime yeah, groups. Yeah. Eden Zero will be the new one for Eden Zero. You reckon? Yeah, I reckon. Ooh. I haven't I haven't watched it yet. Is it good? It's no, because it's coming out soon. It's the fairy. Oh, it's the manga. Yeah, yes. yeah. So the anime's coming out this year. Oh, is it going to be a? Do we know if it's going to be an ongoing one? Yeah, it will Ooh. be. What's the oh. general consensus? Is it looking good? It looks exactly like fairy tale. I mean, they got different <laughs> color hair. And okay. It's okay, cool. All right, we've digressed again. Back to Naruto. <laughs> so all of the team have actually watched Naruto in sh- some shape, in form, some shape form, yeah. um, over the years. Uh, Kenny and I both watched. It almost weekly uh, for quite a while there back during about geez 2008 9 2008 yeah so um naruto original season came out in 2002 and we're until 2007 every week 220 episodes um and then they hit february 7th and they said that's it naruto's done and then february 14th shippuden started mm. <laughs> literally the next week mm. um which is amazing ran for 500 episodes 11 films 12 ovas studio perot which are well known for doing their long run okay movies. um i reckon for the people who haven't actually caught this one like all three of you we should probably cover the story yeah see naruto is about a boy who runs a ramen shop no um, <laughs> yeah. i'd watch that though i would watch that um there is actually a series about that we'll talk about later um naruto is a series set inside a ninja universe so there are elements of modern technology mm-hmm. but it's kind of what, what do you say like yeah, the, what would the time frame be for that uh, i think it's kind of like a divergent time frame so they got to like the edo period and instead of going into modernized technology okay. they went into ninjutsu it's yeah sort of like it Alternate timeline, almost, except there is magic and gods and, yeah. like, crazy-ass superpowers. Okay. Yeah, and, I mean, like, they, they talk about, like, hundreds of years between wars and stuff right. like that. So it it's definitely kind of suggests that it's it's got elements in there that were from the Edo period, which mm. have kind of, you know, continued through with it. And then they've got elements with modernization that would have still been able to occur if they instead of focusing on industrialization, we're focusing on ninjutsu magics and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And so this series follows the young t- titular character, Naruto. He's an orphan boy. He's very much outcast because of his sort of his family history, would you say? Well, essentially, it, it's explained in the first five episodes. Um, Uzumaki Naruto has had one of the nine tailed beasts sealed inside him instead because they couldn't defeat these legendary entities they sealed them inside people to control them Mm. it was attacking the village it was unleashed on the village and we're talking like godzilla attacking the village when we say this is a tailed beast this is something that would step on godzilla yeah and the third hokage then you know is involved in sealing it within him so he has a lot of you know, anger and resentment towards him because it's, you know, by, you know, my parents have died um, during this thing's attack. It is now inside me. Um, the person who did this to me was the person of authority, the Hokage, the chief of the village. I, I hate everyone in the village and everyone treats me like trash, so I'm going to treat them like trash. Mm. And it's a, this story of growth from him being a literally a child. Um, kind of a young, kind of a screw around, kind of a rebel. Yeah, and, and he's incredible. Like, growing into... Like this, growing into a man. I'm going to be honest. Like full disclosure, young Naruto is annoying as hell. Mm. Believe like, it. Yeah. Believe um, it. And I've got to be honest. The dub is 
Ship It and Dub is amazing. And there's nothing wrong with the original Naruto dub except for the script. Oh, so yeah. Uh, okay. <laughs> Ship It and Dub is... it's a, There's a time skip between the Naruto oh, series yeah. and the Ship It and series. So they, there's... Um, the original series is Naruto when he's, I think, about 8 to 12. Yeah. And then Shippuden is 14 or 15. I think 15 to 16, 15 I believe. 15 to 16, I think it I was. I think we only went away with Jiraiya for a year, though. No, nah, longer. Was it longer? Okay, well, look. He was definitely um, taller when he got back. He was definitely taller when he got back. Um, but there was a time skip, um, and that then evolves into Shippuden, which uh, translates as, I think it was Wind Warrior. Mm. Um, and it is the continuation of his story, taking out literally... They've skipped, and I, I really appreciate this. They've essentially skipped doing a three-year montage, mm. and of just solid training. Yeah, and we didn't need that. Now you will hear that Naruto has filler, and Naruto original series has a lot of filler in those yeah. two episodes. I, this is this is going back to sort of like those classic days when. Uh, the anime would catch up to the manga really mm, fast. Mm. And a lot of anime of the time had uh, gone off and done their ending, like original Full Metal Alchemist, yeah. Helsing, stuff like that. Oh, okay. Fans did not take to that kindly. So this is where filler started becoming a real thing. Now, to put this in perspective, the way typically a manga to anime adaptation works is if you've got a weekly or monthly uh, anima, uh, manga, mm. typically if it's a weekly manga, two manga chapters equates to one chapter, well, one episode of TV show. Mm -hmm. So you're at a two-to-one ratio there. If you're monthly, one monthly manga would equate to one episode of the show. So you've got to have an entire year of manga to do a 12 episode three month run in that case which is why we get delays between seasons mm -hmm. in the case of naruto they were uh the manga started i think it was 2000 or 99 directly and from there they went oh we've got a nice buffer here and they burnt through that buffer in the first year because <laughs> there was such demand for it 52 wow. episodes that's 104 chapters maybe more they Jeez. went wow we have to fill because we've already done an entire season naruto was still even is one of the most popular kind of running manga and anime of all time mm -hmm. mm. beaten only very recently by a certain other uh, shonen anime Demon Slayer? Oh, yeah, yeah. Demon Slayer did knock it off. And, well, My Hero knocked it off as well. Um, mm, they didn't did. quite get to the overall heights, but as far as like a per volume sale amount and the amount they mm -hmm. earned, they just knocked it out of the mm -hmm. park, um, which will always happen as we, you know, money becomes worth more. Um, but so when you get to Shippuden, the best thing about it, or Shippuden, Shippuden, however you would like to pronounce it, because that the jury's still out on that, actually. Really? Oh. Yeah. Because <laughs> I'm looking at them and go, Shippuden. Shippuden. Yeah, Shippuden. Yeah. Shippud. I'm up to yeah, I'm up I hear for that as well. Yeah. yeah, and it depends if it's anglicised or not. Mm. Um, that The second series, the second arc, if you will, of his life is so good because you get eight seasons without filler. Mm -hmm. mm. It is great and it is well, well, I wouldn't say it's perfect. Nothing these days will ever be considered perfect. Um, people will argue otherwise, but there will still be things you can find that are wrong with it. Mm. If it's perfect, everyone would like it. That's why Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood is not on a 10 mm. on uh, my anime list, despite, you know, with millions of votes. It's, seething. Yeah, I know you're seething, but there, there are problems with it, just like every show. Yeah. True. Yeah. Nothing, it's impossible. <laughs> it can't be true. <laughs> um, but... Uh, Shippuden does a really good job of bringing that story in, introducing people to characters, providing character development over time, showing you how they've changed. And really, really upping the stakes. Like, mm. uh, I could compare it to something very, very Western, but it would feel undeserved. 
Okay. It's sort of the difference Go between on. like your first Harry Potter book and your last Harry Potter books. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, 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 no that's that, fair. No, that's, that's fair. So in the first Harry Potter books, the stake seems very much localised to the school. There's, in the last book, there's it certain is... dangers mm. in the yeah. school and stuff. There's like certain risks to their lives, but it feels a bit more mellow, handleable, mm. if you could. Yeah. Uh, and then you go to the last one and, heck, this is apocalyptic. This yeah. is... Yeah. This is... Oh, just, I mean... What comes to mind immediately just by itself is the pain battle. Yeah, because, I mean, that that's a big turning point. That's sort of what, towards the end of season eight. There's mm. someone who wants to destroy the village, and it's not just destroying his way of life. It's not just destroying something that, you know, it's not just a village, uh, uh, sorry, a, mis- a mission that he's been sent on. It's we need you to help. Mm. We mm. need you to defend our way of life, our lifestyle, everything we've built over the generations. Mm. And that's that's a big turning point in the story, both for character interactions, character growth, development for how the story is going to go forward it's huge the entire so-called pain arc is just it's still going it hurts yeah it is because there's baruto his son yeah uh yeah there's the newest season is naruto he's uh he's a grown-up now he's doing his own thing yeah he's got his family and so this follows his boy (laughs) now here's the thing everyone heard baruto and went that's lazy because his name's naruto Mm. Um, Baruto translates to something completely different. So Naruto was named after literally uh, uh, ingredient in some ramen, mm. and Boruto is named. It, you can do your googling yourself if you, and if you're already aware, you'll understand it. It relates to Naruto's heritage. Mm. Yeah. Um, and that that's kind of cool. Um, unfortunately, it's a when you westernize a naming convention, it might seem a little bit lazy. Um, but it it definitely makes sense in the context of the mm. universe. I know so, where Aaron's coming from because one of my best friends um, is obsessed with like that's what she I know she'll talk about is Naruto and yeah. she tried getting me to watch it and I, I mean I've watched bits and pieces like she made me watch like the major fights and stuff like mm-hmm. that but I know the way she talks about it it's life changing for her that it was mm. like that life changing it can anime. be a very for- formative anime for people because mm. it's there's certain stories and certain characters this being like a shonen anime. There is a whole ensemble cast. The uh, if you see a person in the crowd who has funny hair, yeah, they're going to get their own arc later. Yeah, Mm. and certain people will latch on to certain characters, not even necessarily the main one. Well, like for me, Shikimaru um, was a major character for me. Like if when people talk about Naruto, like some people go, "Oh yeah, Naruto himself," or Sasuke or um, Sakura, the main three uh, characters who are kind of the main protagonists, if you will. But there's so many amazing side characters. Rock who, Lee. Rock Lee. Like, uh, so many people connected with him. He looks a bit dopey. He's got literally a bowl haircut. But he's but just he this. Has so much passion. He's this super upbeat kind of a guy. And oh, just look for Rock Lee versus Gara. Yeah, if you haven't watched Naruto, um, Rock Lee versus Gara fight. Um, that'll be your introduction. That's a, <laughs> a pretty good example of how brutal this show can get. Mm. Now. We do need to move on to talk about Kenny's formative anime. Mm -hmm. Um, But beforehand, uh, you can watch Naruto on Netflix, Crunchyroll, and the entire Funimation um, suite. It's worth checking out in your region for Netflix. Some areas it's not supported, others it is. Mm -hmm. So have a look around. All right, Kenny, what did you in anime? (laughs) What made you a weave? Okay, so, you know. We could say, like the ones we were sort of saying this was what we first fall in love with. The first anime I saw mm. 
was Sailor Moon, Cowboy Bebop, stuff mm. like that on Cheese TV. Mm. I just honestly thought when I was young and dumb that this was just another kind of style of animation. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think a lot of us thought that way. Though. Kind of like the difference between watching Peppa Pig and Hey Arthur. <laughs> yeah. 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 No, no, that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> and then I started seeing stuff on SBS. I saw uh, Ghost in a Shell, which we went to ad nauseum a while mm. ago. But the one which really, really did it was this beautiful little number called Samurai Champloo. Which I keep calling Samurai Shampoo because yes. I can't spell. And <laughs> I kind of mixed it up when I was a kid as well. Uh, the word Champloo means sort of, um, uh, how do you put it? Uh, improvise, mix up, mm. which very much fits into what it is. But uh, so... Uh, how, do, how can I really explain this? Well, I guess um, I actually grabbed a single line for this. So Samurai Champloo uh, came out in 2004 and ran till 2005, 26 mm -hmm. episodes. It's set in an alternative version of the Edo era, era, 1603 to 1868 of Japan, with an anachronistic, mainly hip-hop setting. Sort of, yes. Mm. And you can definitely hear it in the soundtrack. It is... Mwah. But I, I actually have more of a thing for this. This is more... An homage to your kind of um, ah, oh, what's the like samurais or yes, uh, like if I was to set the scene, if I were to say two gunmen, two cowboys facing mm. off each other in a d desert street, where ready to draw guns, what would you say that kind of style is? Well, I'd call it sort of western outlaw country. Yeah, it's a western style movie, right? Yeah. Similar to like how Firefly has elements of western shows. Exactly. Yeah. Oh yeah. But now, if I were to say Two samurai facing each other off in like the flowing grass, there's a moon overhead, and they deliver one swift blow to each other, mm. and one of them falls. What would you say that is? Um, Eastern cowboys. <laughs> I mean, I would, yeah, well, because well, like, uh, that's the thing. Like, we're, you, you're right. We're used to consider things in terms of the existing genres that have been part of our, that's, you know, the stuff that we. And that's the thing. As you watch this, you actually kind of see. There's very little kind of a divide between these two things, except for sort of like the location and the themes. Mm -hmm. But so much, there's so much similarity in it. I oh yes, found the word. It's called Chanbara. Is the Chanbara style? Chanbara is the style. It okay. basically means sort of period piece. Oh, almost. okay. So it's similar to like a period drama or something like that. Yeah. yeah. And this is sort of your things for like a, your Seven Samurai and your Jimbo. Oh. This is uh, Dororo. Yes. Would that be considered ah. in the same sort of genre? Then? That's a bit more of a, like the mystical. Obviously, and that's kind like of... a historical um, piece, that's... but s same sort of embodiment, isn't it? Very much so, yes. Because it is that whole, you know, katana, way of the sword. These are like the shinobi mm. and the samurai and all that kind of stuff. It fits into that genre perfectly. And Samurai Champloo was my introduction into this. This mm. is where I started looking into Akira Kurosawa's work. Okay, so storyline for this. There are two sort of samurai. They are very fundamentally different from each other. One day they meet. There is Jean. He is this very, very disciplined, way of the sword kind of a man. He hmm. grew up in that kind of like environment where you are just trained every day to master the sword. So literally like a, a monk or like a professional swordsman. The, the samurai's samurai. Mm-hmm. And he is very, very despondent with the fact that the Edo period and the way of the blade is kind of coming to an end. So it's getting towards the end of the Edo period. Exactly. Yeah. He is still very much into that whole romanticized image of things. And he defends it to the death. Okay. And then you have his uh, direct opposite, Mugen. Mm. He is this 
he's practically a grown man brat. <laughs> he is a criminal, grew up on the street. His way of fighting is something akin to capoeira with a sword. What? Okay, and uh, there's a girl as well, isn't there? Uh, yes, she is what brings them together. Because these kind of guys, they are lost almost, purposeless. Mm. They're sort of just wandering through life, picking fights where they may. Mm. And then this girl comes along and she's like, I will hire you two to help me find the samurai that smells of sunflowers. And when I saw that, I just went, what a sunflower smell of again? <laughs> <laughs> See, that's the thing. Your modern sunflower doesn't smell of anything. Mm. It's almost like a Zen riddle. We're finding a man who, how do we even find him? <laughs> yeah. And they sort of pick a direction and go. These two individuals, they stick with this girl, even though they abandon her many, many times. They watch her being kidnapped a bunch of times and do practically nothing unless it serves their own interests first. These are not like nice people. <laughs> okay, so this this is... But the they still, they are very much stuck together by mm. destiny, by fate, or by this sort of like drive to have a purpose. Yeah, because there, there was that period during um, the Edo period where you had a lot of samurais who became, I guess you could say, purposeless, directionless. They didn't have anything to do. Uh, ronin, basically. That is a masterless well, samurai. Yeah, but there's that. But then though there were still those of the major houses. And that's where things like the woodblock prints came from because it was about mastering a yeah, technique. Yeah. Same with uh, martial arts and different forms of like meditation mm. and uh, brush script work as well, like calligraphy as well. Because that sort of thing also falls into the, like, the ways of swordsmanship. How mm. you do calligraphy is very, very close well, to yeah, how you no, do swordsmanship. It, the calligraphy artwork that we know now and the format that it's done is based on the way the samurais are done because the samurais had nothing else and had to pour that passion into something else. Uh -huh. mm -hmm. So it's, it's really quite interesting that there's uh, a massive documentary on it on Netflix which looks at how, I think it was like a six-parter, it looks at how the samurai culture oh, yes. influenced different parts of Japan's cultural identity yes. through its history. deeply ingrained into it as well. Fascinating. Mm -hmm. It is. Everything about this art style, soundtrack, all that kind of thing, it is gorgeous. And this kind of did put me onto anime as a first love because, Aww. first of all, unlike anything I'd seen it, before. It is very different. Very different to Pokemon and Sailor Moon and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And it was my introduction into Japanese culture oh. in a way with little modern bents. And, I mean, we, we should mention this as well. Samurai Champloo is not PG rated. Oh, no. Oh, this no. is definitely not for kids. This is, depending in the market, MA15 or R17. Yeah. So I would probably say th MA15. This is one for your teenagers. Parents, yeah. don't don't let your kids watch this. No, it's it's got a lot in it which is quite tame, but mm. it also does tackle some, I guess you could say, situations and themes that might not be suitable for the younger Some pretty uh, serious stuff. Um, and so, yeah, the reason like this thing is of such brilliant quality and has this great staying power i gotta say other than everyone else in the team who is great the director shinichiro watanabe ah, anyone Cowboy else Bebop. know that word yep yep and uh, he yeah. also did carolyn tuesday recently as yes. well he's a very very respected name in anime for mm. all that he's done especially for cowboy bebop which is after I That's saw this, a cult hit though. Yeah. after yeah. i saw this i like went to the video shop and last uh, and said uh <laughs> video store yeah Remember video source? <laughs> and What's I was like, a VHS? Oh, those are the days. And I was like, I need more like this. And the guy's like, oh, I can uh, look this guy up for you. Uh, Cowboy Bebop. And I'm like, that sounds weird. 
watched it and take it. Yeah, hooked on anime. Yeah, mm. <laughs> fair enough. The conclusion for this show is kind of perfect. Leaves you feeling good. Well, it feels like it could have ended like your kind of other samurai melodrama with the heroes lying dead, buried side mm. by side. It almost does that. And then it does something completely different. A bit more (laughs) left field. Does it call back to that strange thing they do in episode one? Hmm? Ah. The the little sort of one day earlier, one day earlier? Uh, No, it it doesn't do that, but you feel that it has reached a proper conclusion. The characters are changed from what they were to what they are. That's good. Hmm. Yeah. That's it. Was like that was kind of what set the benchmark for anime for me when I was a kid. Awesome. So, um, Samurai Champloo, twenty six episodes, two thousand and four to oh five, by Studio Manglobe. Uh, they went bankrupt in twenty fifteen, unfortunately. Um, that was a studio formed by former Sunrise employees. They created Ergo Proxy, Michigo Tahachin, World Only God Knows, Dead Man Wonderland, Gangster. Others as well. Very good shows. Yeah, good um, shows. A lot of uh, adult ha- stuff. Their there. back yeah. catalog isn't very big. Um, it's I'd say about fifteen. It's shows. not big, but it's a good catalog. It's a good catalog. Solid, yeah. Yeah. meaty, um, and uh, meaty. Now, a meaty catalog. Th- this is something to bear in mind. Funimation has access to this in most markets. So mm-hmm. Funimation, um, Wackenham, and so on. It is not available in the UK. So, unfortunately, UK listeners, you will have to try and find a physical copy. It is not available for streaming in the UK. We're not sure why. Interesting. Um, It probably will be at some point in the future because Funimation is in the process of, uh, you know, combining all of their catalogs and organising those releases. Actually, it's funny you say that because Love Live dubs are not available in the UK either. Yeah. Okay, what's what's the deal? UK had different streaming platforms when everyone else launched and the rights relating to distribution and publishing in the UK are different from the uh, Mm. the US and Australia and Canada. Um, It's resulted in difficult turnovers because it's not a case where the rights run out in the same system as they do here Mm -hmm. or in the US. Um, Basically Mm. just means it's going to take longer for old shows to come to the UK catalogue, but new shows should be fine. We'll be back in a moment to talk about some of the uh, more retro ones that Farfar and I got into. Mm -hmm. But before that, before we do that, we've got to talk about what's been happening in the anime news. Kawaii Fire Radio. Tonight on Anime Communicate. Great story. Compelling and rich. Nothing brings ratings up like a little controversy. Yes, it's time for the Anime Communicate hmm. with his funky beats. Tonight! <laughs> now, there's always plenty of stuff kicking around every week in the news for the past fortnight, but we're going to start off with something pretty recent a couple of days ago. Hori Mia, yep. which is a smash hit at the moment of the streaming yep. platforms. Everyone loves it for good reason. Mm-hmm. The manga's just announced it's going to end next episode. <gasps> like, next next chapter. No. Next month. But I just learned about it. It's ending after 10 years. But so, it's 10 so, years? Yep, it's it been was for, so young. It is a monthly manga that's been wow. running for 10 years. So that explains why there's so few chapters comparative wow. to you know some of his competitors. Oh. Um, but yeah, um, essentially they want to wrap it up. I don't know if that's because they want to end it with the anime, end it with the anime, or whether they just kind of feel like they don't know. Where Is it possible it. though for it to happen to end it with the anime with the time frame? Oh yeah, like, okay, but not much has happened. Okay, so. sometimes. You just need an ending. You do. You just need to finish things off. And it's not even a matter of, uh, the, like, the thing you've is, got nothing to do. It's more just... I'm, I'm hoping that this next chapter that comes out is a double chapter because there's quite a few things they need to wrap up. There are several relationship prospects there that have been kind of sitting and done nothing for 50 chapters. Oh, I see. Okay. So uh, 
it kind of felt like nothing has happened for quite a while in the manga. And that, that I mentioned this about the TV series. Mm. The, the anime does a really good job of cutting out all of that fat that you don't need and focusing on the yep. core elements of the story, the core moments, and making it flow really well. Okay. The manga's just kind of left a lot up in the air, the last 50 chapters in particular. So that's good to know because I was... The anime is just unreal. Anime's it's perfect. just perfect. It's the recent episode just was making me squeal <gasps> oh. like a little girl. No spoilers. No, I won't spoil. I'm just telling you. Catch I, up, man. No. I literally <laughs> felt like I was going to squeal like a little girl. I Actually, I did. It was just so perfect. <laughs> I was going to say you didn't do it live on Twitch, did you? Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> but um, like even just the comedy of that was just yeah, perfect. It was really well done. But now that's in saying that though, I was like maybe I should pick up it because I was like I really want to know what's going to happen next. But I probably will just stick with the anime just so, so it's a pure, look, like... I'll, I'll be perfectly honest. If you're interested in Horimiya, um, watch the anime first. Okay. Um, the manga's great, but it takes quite a while to get where it's going. And I think the pacing of that might be frustrating to the anime viewers. Um, mm. I it's got a bit be, of drag. Yeah. I think if you're watching, because the, the series is perfectly paced mm. comparative to the manga. It shows that all the information, you get that development every episode. But the manga kind of meanders its way to those points. Okay, then I'm just not mm. And if, well, I think once the series is finished, then go back then and, go back and yeah. we'll read the manga to kind of get that feeling again okay. um, and you know see it from a slightly different angle and perspective. I, I would like to do that, actually, because yeah. it's, it's just perfect. One character that's just standing out to me is her dad. Yeah. <laughs> oh, her dad's oh, story is just... just... Wait a second. Th- these, are, these are anime characters who have parents? It's not a shounen, so no. it's okay. That's yeah. weird. <laughs> but That's he weird, is man. the best character I've seen in quite a few years. He's, He's just pretty funny. Hilarious. He is. Um, but look, um, we'll know more about that uh, next month. I think March 12. I, I, we've got it on a social media for the final date for that release. Yep. But March 12, it's a Square Enix magazine it comes out in. Um, now, Neon Genesis fourth film. We keep talking about it. It keeps getting <laughs> delayed. And I keep saying I won't mention Neon Genesis again. They're mentioning it. Fourth film's just had its runtime unveiled. First film was about an hour 45, almost two hours. Mm. Second film was about an hour 38, hour 40, I think. Um, and Roughly the, that. The fourth film was about an hour 40, 45. We're up to the fourth film, aren't we? Sorry, third film, yeah, sorry. Yeah. Um, fourth film, they've just unveiled. Clocks in at almost two and a half hours. Whoa. So okay. there's... Got it. I mean, for starters, I'm impressed they're going to try and wrap up the mess that they've made in this one <laughs> film. Like, don't be wrong. I love Neon Genesis, but episode three, sorry, film three, so Evangelion three point. Now call it episode three because really, it's a different. Fate thing. Grand Order of the Evangelion, getting the robot Shinji. You can not advance. Um, you can not. Stop here. Tenacious um, D cover <laughs> is the best. <laughs> you cannot stand here because COVID. Um, <laughs> um, it. It's, they've got a lot to cover because they did a time skip. They've changed elements of the story. There are new oh. organizations. There are big changes into how character interactions have happened and behaved towards one another. Um, you get immensely frustrated in the third film about why all the people don't just tell Shinji what's going on. <laughs> um, it's very annoying. Um, and hopefully that will be resolved slightly as part of this. Are we hoping that the resolution is going to be sort of... Uh Everyone standing around Shinji congratulating him. Oh, no. Congratulations. Congratulations. I would like to see that, though. <laughs> <laughs> just, just that In beautiful you, you know? 4K. Oh. I have it here. Congratulations. 
Oh, it's I, I actually so have, awkward. I have the audio here. Right you know what? I love when you play that footage to anyone. Everyone knows what it is like. It's straight out. Everyone just kind of goes, like, what, what on earth? earth is going on here? Um, but look, um, we'll, we'll know hopefully more. I think it's got a soft potential release for February next year at this point uh-huh. um, for international. I can't remember. I think it might have been August or This, this is my July. I believe you face. No, no. I'm just telling you what they've told me. I don't believe it either. Yes, it's uh, right. I think they said it was August for it was meant to head to cinemas in Japan, but obviously pandemic dependent. Right. Carl's computer, this is my I believe you face. Yeah. Yes. Cool, cool, cool. Um, How many times has it been delayed now? Like when was it first supposed to release? All right. The original Neon Genesis rebuild films, as they were known at the time, were meant to release every two years, starting back in 2005. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Um, so this whole saga was meant to be done by 2011. Oh wow. Mm-hmm. Oh, now I f- now I don't feel so bad about waiting again. It has for been June. a ten year gap between episode three and four. God. Chapter part three and part four. Um, so yeah, look, it's about to deliver because uh, number three really disappointed quite a lot of fans. Um, I enjoyed it, but I also understand it was a fundamentally flawed film. Mm-hmm. Um, now. We need to talk about something a little bit um, not, not so great, a bit dicey, might divide some opinions. Crunchyroll Awards have just Woo-hoo. been released. Oh, cool, an award show. Yeah, mm. an award show time. which uh, lets people vote as many times as they want for the two weeks uh, prior to it. What? Yeah. Which definitely doesn't cause problems in how things are rated, seeing as it's an IP-based rating system, meaning you can just reboot your modem in most countries and start voting again. Oh, dear. Carl doesn't sound salty at all, does he? Oh, I'm... Look, some of these aren't great, some of them are. I'm never going to have the exact same view as an award show's final result. I mean, I know anime fans to be like a very, very driven, very, very tenacious Mm -hmm. kind of a people. So this is a terrible idea. So this is why we had rules in place for our award system. Yeah. You know, to not kind of stuff things up. Uh, now, now, Kyle, are you saying that our uh, our award show is a bit better than Crunchyroll? I am indeed saying the Wi-Fi voting system for an award space ceremony is smarter and better implemented than Crunchyroll's system. Um, now, we're just going to go straight from the top of their list. Best character design has been awarded to Toilet-Bound Hanako-kun. I'm sorry, what? Yep. Did anyone actually watch that? Um, Apparently, someone has. No, no, I mean... Toilet Bound Hanako did get some pretty decent reviews. Apparently, it had some pretty emotional bits in it. It had some good VAs. It did. For something so, Here's the you know, thing. very idiosyncratic as far as anime goes. Here's but... what it was up against for character design. Keep your hands off Izuken. Great Pretender. Ah. Brand New Animal. Yeah. Tower of God. And I, I don't think this belongs in the list, but Yashahime, Princess yeah. uh, <laughs> Half-Demon. Yashahime? Yeah, uh, the, yeah, yeah. yeah. The yeah. continuation of Inuyasha. But... Yeah. How? See, look, I understand, like, the first three, Keep Your Hands Off Izuken, Great Pretender, Brand New Animal, all have amazing character designs. Oh, God, yeah. They've got diverse characters, they've got different shading used on their faces and different angles. DNA for sure. I mean, come on. Toilet Bound Hanako-kun is basically a slideshow. Yeah. It's... Animation it's, quality is... It's its mm, not the best. Now... Its art style is very art unique. Art style is unique, yeah. But and so is Izuken. Yeah, well, Izuken won Best Animation and Best Director. Now... Fair enough. Best animation, I'm not sure I would have got have given it that because don't be wrong, it's great, mm. but it also does rely a lot on using the art style of a manga kai as part of that development process. So mm. it's a lot harsher than your standard anime compared to the runners up of uh, I'm not going to say Princess Connect Redive because they shouldn't be in any category because Princess- they sponsored the awards. That's ah. a conflict of interest. 
Runner-up, Great Pretender, Got a High School, Parry Ramman, B-Stars. From a pure animation and flow of movement perspective... God of High School didn't All win. four of those are better. Okay, uh, my next question. How many awards did Last of Us 2 win? Four. Uh. No. Um, <laughs> <laughs> now, best fight scene. My Hero Academia won that, and that was for uh. the Deku vs. Overhaul fight, not the Hooded Nobu versus Endeavor, Endeavor fight. Huh. And don't be wrong, it was a good fight. It was well animated. But the Endeavor one was but huge. It was up against two fights from Gotta High School. It was up against a Jujutsu Kaisen fight of Gojo vs. Ryoman, which was an epic fight. Mm-hmm. It's also up against Brawler vs. Master in Akudama Drive, which was about episode 7. And, you know, the outcome of that was quite important to the story. Whereas the Deku vs. Overhaul fight... It was like this. I mean, don't it was It was good. a wicked battle, but... I don't know how to feel about this. Yeah, like, you see what I mean? Like, the problem we have here is that if you have certain groups which have a large fan base, which have an established fan base in particular, and you're going to notice a lot of sequels in this list, Mm -hmm. they will vote en masse and find ways to get extra votes in because they're passionate about it. I'm very much in preference to a voting system which takes the vote of the public and of the fans into account. But to allow people to just vote continuously and repeatedly. Look, the solution for this is dead easy. If you want to vote, you have a Crunchyroll account. That's yeah. it, yeah. And you can vote once. And people yes, will people m- are going to make multiple accounts, but this limits it. If all you have to do is re, you know, turn your modem off and on and don't even have to log in to vote, you can completely stuff up anything. This is how we've seen problems with 4chan going and attacking certain votes for you know naming products and so on. <laughs> it causes problems. I so... S- uh, there are stories. And look, I love Crunchyroll, but oh, this, yeah. is, this is fundamentally flawed. In the last two years, you can see in particular, it hasn't worked. I don't know. Between uh, between the Oscars and the Game Awards and this, I'm just, I'm very off award I'm shows. I'm off award shows as well, to be honest. I yeah. think, you know what? If we like something, we like something. Yeah. This is too controversial to decide. This is well, a... here's another example of things which don't really quite add up oh. because it's more based on um, the voting amount of people behind a series. Yeah. Best performance by a voice actor. Now, it is fair to say that Kobayashi Yusuke is a good voice actor. Oh. But Subaru Natsuki in ReZero is not his best role. No what? way. By no no small measure is his best role. Then you have um, Sugiyama Riho, who did Minare Kono from Ma- Wave Listen to Me. Now, not a lot of people caught Wave Listen to Me because Funimation were meant to dub it and didn't. Oh, and they mm-hmm. have three pages on their website saying a dub's coming, and they've never addressed it in 12 months since it came out. Um, that's, some, that's something for another time. Wave Listen to Me's voice acting was impeccable. Uh, yeah, it was crazy it was incredible. For one thing. I'm still convinced there isn't even a script. Oh, uh, well, no, there definitely is a script. <laughs> like, like, no, there's no. a script for every other character except for your main girl. <laughs> no, no, there, there, no, no, there is definitely a script coming from someone who works in radio. There's always a script. Mm. <laughs> um, oh, but she's just so she's just so rampant and manic. Yeah. It's incredible listening to her. But yeah, like I mean, and there's a lot of characters in here who you know are worthy of being in that discussion. Um, Kanbei Daisuke's voice actor Onuki Yusuki, who mm. is mm. you know he's one of the top tier actors in Japan as we mentioned before he he you know he didn't win it and the issue is is that because it's public voting and this is no offense to the general public but it does lend towards shows that have existing fan bases the shows that are winning are second and third seasons Kaguya Summer Love is War My Hero Academia Haiku to the Top Keep Your Hands Off Izukin is one of those rare exceptions. Tower of God, a rare exception. And that one best score, and it really shouldn't have, because it's just, Great Pretender, B-Stars, Keep Your Hands Off Izukin, Got a High School, Japan Sings, all have much better scores. It's just that also, uh, like, Re- ReZero, that hasn't finished yet, has it? 
No. no. So that's still and an th- ongoing th- thing. And this is the other gripe that we had, which we put this rule in place for our awards because of this. A show has to finish. You can't vote a half-finished show Agreed. as the best show. Yeah, best, because... like Jujutsu Kaisen has won anime of the year and it's not finished. We have seen anime <laughs> in the past that have been ridiculously brought down by the... We've seen just Darling standard... the Franks. Yep. We've seen just standard TV shows that have just brought down yeah, by the ending. it's not fair. Game it's, of Thrones? It's not fair to... Well, yeah. Saying Game of Thrones was the most influential TV series, which, and this happened. This was voted before the final season came out. It was voted <laughs> as one of the most influential fantasy seasons of the generation. No one talks about it now. No one talks about it. No one because wants to rewatch the end. it. They, yeah, they it stuffed the end. Yeah. yeah. And everyone has just kind of went, mm, all right. I mean, okay, now, to so- be fair, I don't honestly think <laughs> Jujutsu Kaisen is going to screw up. Well, look, don't be wrong. Jujutsu Kaisen will probably win our anime of the year next year. It's, it's, it's a high, well, for this year, it is a high contender, but it is unfair to say that it is the anime of the year when it's not done. Mm. Like, you, you don't know what's going to happen in the second half. It's unfair. Like, I mean, <laughs> it's unfair. I'm offended. <laughs> um, you know, it's, it's I, I just feel like you're shortchanging other anime by giving the opportunity for a show which isn't finished to go in. That would be like saying you could put Naruto Shippuden in there or Attack on Titan Season 4 when only two of its episodes had come out. Yeah, it's just, it's little things like this and that are like Princess Connect Redive's company is sponsoring it and so... There is an award there. It's little things like that make me think there's conflicts of interest I and mean, stuff. I mean, to be fair, 70%, uh, ballpark, 70% of the shows on here are not on Crunchyroll. So they have done a good job of providing a wide list of shows. Fair enough, fair enough. But if your voting system is fundamentally flawed and the restrictions you use for it are flawed, you're not going to get an accurate representation of that year. And that's not to say that Jujutsu Kaisen shouldn't win stuff. It's not to say that, you know, Izuken shouldn't or Tower of God or Beastars or, you know, literally any of the other ones we've mentioned. They are all great shows. I honestly think the best and most even-handed way of uh, looking at this is we have to do some research and look into how the voting system for this works. Well, I actually other voted. Than, uh, I voted in it and I only voted once and then I discovered I could vote again the next day because I got an email the, Yeah, the crazy voting system. The shortlists for all these categories are genuinely pretty good. So mm-hmm. the people who've done the shortlisting have done their research, went, well, these were actually really good anime this year. It's just that also some of them are a bit questionable. Well, it's just, it makes you question. Prime example, Jujutsu Kaisen has won Anime of the Year. The runners-up, Keep Your Hands Off Aizuken, Dora Hetero, Great Pretender, Pare Runman, Beastars, all great shows in their own right. Strong contenders. All finished, so mm. you know what the end content is. Admittedly, Beastars is getting a second season, fair enough. Dora Hetero had OVAs come out, fair enough. But none of them, like half of them, Great Pretender didn't win any awards. What? And Great Pretender was a masterpiece. Like, I'm not saying that to just be like, <laughs> but like, it was beautiful, it was unique, and because it was available on Netflix and had a smaller audience, it was then put at a disadvantage because people could vote multiple times for Jujutsu Kaisen or Doro Hetero or Keep Your Hands Off Izuken. Yeah, I think the, the idea you said about having to sign in with an account. Yeah. And I mean, I don't know why they wouldn't go for that. That would boost their like numbers significantly. Yeah. Well, I mean, uh, uh, let's be perfectly blunt here. A Crunchyroll account is free, and there is a ton of free stuff you can watch on it with just having ads instead. Hmm. And they keep talking about how we've got X many subscribers and X many the uh, yeah, paid members. Keep, yeah. This would be a great opportunity to increase that number every year. That would sucker in a number of su- oh, subscribers yeah. in the yeah. nicest possible way of saying it. And <laughs> not only that, it gets you to a point where you can say we had X many people vote. Mm. And that even shows it even further. It gets people interested in how the process has worked. At the moment, it's so opaque, you don't know what's happened. Yeah, like It also doesn't say if these are the final votes from 
the voting system or if their voting system is weighted 50 percent yeah not to uh not to rip on the game awards again but like yeah the audience participation part was t- worth 10 percent of every vote yeah and the rest was voted on by a panel of uh, paid judges i'm not saying crunchyroll anime awards shouldn't be done we um, need something else i think I, I, well <laughs> there's the Kawaii fi anime awards <laughs> tune in next year for the Kawaii fi radio awards <laughs> which, will, which will be out in um december um at literally at the end last week of the year to give perfect. every show the perfect time to finish yeah. up i mean you just look in the uh comment section for, on crunchyroll for their whole award thing there's a lot of conflict down there there's oh a lot. you should have seen twitch chat it was even worse <laughs> yeah yeah and there's like a lot of people pointing out how can you vote for a show which hasn't finished yet how could you vote for a show which is a sequel and has you know you've got to watch prior per- parts of it. What we were saying with the mal ratings, mm. with um, uh, t- Attack on Titan in recent uh, last episode. How can you do that? How can you vote a single season as opposed to the entire product as a representation? And it's you know, it's a matter of opinion. It always is a matter of, of opinion. Um, I mean, that's what this. If you is. want to provide uh, a fair and more unbiased view of what is a good show and what is worth watching for people who might just be starting, like prime example. Imagine you said to a friend, a friend said to you, "I want to watch anime." When a Crunchyroll and they scroll through the list of the awards and the first thing is <gasps> Toilet Bound Hanako. That is mean. not going to get them to watch no more. No way. That's going to go, this is weird, I'm done. Yeah. yeah. So you, you want something that is going to That's reflect... That's like saying, I want to recommend a TV... I want someone to recommend a TV show to me. I haven't seen anything on TV. Here's Mighty Boosh. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, like, you know, go. you, you've got to... Uh, it's not to say that you know we should be making it more accessible or anything like that, but it should kind of reflect where the industry is at a core, mm-hmm. and that that's the same sort of thing. Like we saw that with the Oscars, it shows where the artsy side of the industry is, not necessarily what people are watching. Mm-hmm. That's why Disney's um, Marvel franchise did so well, but they never won anything big, despite being the biggest franchise in the world at the time. Mm. Like it, awards aren't reflecting what they should be, and I thought Crunchyroll, no offense to them, would have done a little bit better on it. And that's a shame, because they're a great group. I think it's more that we appreciate the company so much, and that's why we would like to hold them to a higher standard. I expect better. <laughs> I just don't want to see it as an advertisement. That's all. And that that was a bit of a problem with it. It's yeah. a lot of adverts for upcoming shows, and Favoritism. Would you, would you say about half of it? Oh, I would say definitely. Maybe about 70% of 70% it was of it was adverts? Yikes. Because yeah. it literally was like, and the winner is, and the winner is. It was just literally computer generated, um, no yeah. build up, nothing. It. I mean, look, it's COVID time as well in America, yeah, so they can't really do say. anything. But oh, th- something has to be done about these awards. This is like, look, what? if we can do this with me basically doing all the editing in a right? week, they can for something this big where they've had weeks since the final Months, vote was passed. Really, they're funded. We're not. Yeah, like that, they could do better. Love you guys, but we need to. Th- we need to talk up about your this. game, Crunchyroll. We want you to <laughs> we win. Need to we talk. Crunchyroll. We need to talk. Sit down, young sport. Your dad's gonna give you a stern talking. We, oh, wanna, we want to be able to say you're our favourite little pog champ and all that stuff. You know. No, we don't. No, we don't. (laughs) Well, let's move right on. We need to go talk about some classic anime, and we'll be back after this. Wi-Fi Radio. Oh, it's so bad. It's so good. It's so 80s. Retro Classics. You've never heard the Retro Classics thing before. No, I haven't, and I love that so much. (laughs) My God, my smile is like big right now. (laughs) I love that 80s aesthetic so hard, and that was brilliant. So Retro Classics, um, we haven't pulled this one out in a while because we were very set in that it was nothing that was in the night. It had to be before the 90s. But we then realised 2000 was 21 years ago. 
Oh yeah. my. <laughs> I am an old man. We are I am a very old so man. Go, going forward, Retro <laughs> Classics cutoff date is January 2000. Wow. I, yeah. So that's because, I mean, like, you think about it, that's a generation straight away. So everything pre 2000 has the 80s aesthetic. Got it. It actually kind of did. It like, did, though. The really? 80s, if you think about it, the 90s aesthetic didn't start change till about 97. Seven, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah actually, you're kind of. Right. I like that we both went for the seven there. Yeah, not, nothing else, just the seven. All right. Well, let's talk about one of the most influential anime of all time Definitely. as far as bringing Western culture into the world of anime. And for, oh. for this was very formal. For you. Very much so. This is Sailor Moon of the <laughs> 90s. <laughs> 1992 to 1997. It was that anime that just spoke to me on such a level. Like, um, nothing really captured my interest. Like, you know, got yeah, because yeah. it was like nothing you'd ever seen. This was Sailor Moon for me. And mm. I, I like the stories I have, like, you know, growing up, it was just that influential show. It there was. was a lot of like life lessons I could learn from it. I could relate to the girls. A lot, and that's for mm. us girls. There was not a lot of anime oh. that we could connect to that are girls that, that are like us. There was no shoujo anime. For I the actually most think I read something about this a while ago. The creator saying that the way she uh, wrote the girls was that these were the kinds of friends she wished she had. Yeah, yeah. That's you know, for me growing up, um, I didn't have those friends, and these are the friends mm. I wanted to have. Yeah. You know, and th- mm. they were all different in their own ways, but they were all people I wanted to be with. So, are you telling me that shoujo anime basically tells girls that you can have better friends, and that means that romance anime is saying, Carl, you didn't have a high school romance? Yeah. Because <laughs> I went to an all boys school, and that might have been a there little bit go. awkward at that you point. You might have had a school romance. <laughs> no, but I may have had a school romance. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's for next. Quite dark. Um... <laughs> next week on Kawaii Pai After Dark. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you a story about this. Like, Back in the day, Foxtel or the Galaxy, they used to have a channel called Fox Kids and Cartoon yeah. Network. Now, they used to have anime blocks and stuff like that. On yeah, the I remember Fox Kid would get like all of the... But um, Fox Kids would have every single stuff. episode of the Sailor Moon English oh, dub. Wicked. And they used to do massive marathons of every oh, single and it was like, you know, Fox that used to do with the Simpsons, they used to do yeah. everything. They did that with Sailor Moon. Also, in saying that, though, now Sailor Moon actually was on two shows. Not just on Cheese TV. It was on another show oh. on Channel 7 called Agro's Cartoon Connection. Oh, I, I didn't even know that. Agro's Yes, it was. That. So the first two seasons were actually on Agro's Cartoon Connection. And then once that show folded, Cheese TV pretty much started and that's when it got taken over on that the- makes a lot of sense yeah and here's the funny thing agro has been out of the media since then and then recently they literally reincarnated his stuffed puppet corpse mm-hmm. to do adverts for menu log no uber eats uber eats um, yeah <laughs> oh, is it menu log yeah no it's uber eats yeah, yeah kids seeing it just like oh there's a puppet on the screen and uh, all the adults are just like you <laughs> yeah. you why are you back but yeah it was on agro's kind of connection and things like that and as well it was on um cut Cartoon Network for a small yeah, period Cartoon of Network did have they uh, they had card captors they, that they, was they had the Toonami block yes now this, um, this show super girly super pretty and action oriented it is yeah. and the thing with Sailor Moon is it had such a depth of a story that it was really what drew you into the show mm. I mean yes they had the characters yes they had the stylized fights monster of the week thing as well yeah. but the the storyline itself was mm. so beautiful 
it, it, uh, well, it captivated you. It, it, it's it, essentially like um, taking. I actually had a look at um, when I was doing my research, yeah. and uh, apparently, stylistically wise, when they were planning out the anime, they mm. went, "Can we try and take something off Super Sentai, which is Power Rangers, yeah. mm. and like use that formula because mm. that's proven quite popular?" And apparently, it the worked. lady was like, "Yeah, definitely," because the way I've written it, it works in that formula. Oh, yeah. you have no idea how right you are. Mm-hmm. There was the uh, Japanese live action yeah. of the show for oh, a little no. while. When about? Was Don't the... say I know. It was actually very well Series done. Series or film? Series. Series. Oh. Okay, okay, no, that's fair. It's brilliant. It's like Power Rangers, but for girls. Yeah, it is very, very Power oh, okay. Rangers, except they're all wearing coloured wigs instead of helmets. Oh, yeah, because uh. they actually pretend that, you know, uh, in the show, the cartoon, they actually have the same colour hair. In the live action, they're normal girls, and then when they change into the... Um, and for people who yeah, haven't uh, been to Japan, uh, people over there don't have like pink hair. and blue hair. Well, they don't, they, oh well, unless you're part of some of those depotaku cultures, yeah, well, you don't have different. tattoos because they're associated with yeah. Um, Yakuza. Yakuza. Yeah. Yakuza. Yeah, you but, don't have piercings, same thing. But so that's the thing. It's like you watch any uh, standard anime, you can pick out who the protagonists are by the hair color. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Now, whereas in the live action show, that was part of the transformation, transformation. was that mm. their hair would change as well. So if you find that, definitely go and watch it. But with Sailor Moon, it, it was very like we had the four, we called the four kids type, but it was actually Deke, D-I-C, which is a Canadian company, mm. um, who took the rights for the first two seasons. Man, now that you say that, actually, Deke also did pretty much everything. Oh yeah, they were at huge. That time. They were huge. huge. They were a major distributor way back in the mm. '90s. Because they were cheap as well. Yeah. Because I think they did Widget as well. They did. <laughs> and a couple of other Widget. ones as well. Oh, I haven't heard that name in years. Mm-hmm. What Dick did, they kind of took the mm-hmm. elements of the show and made it their own, like, pretty, very child-friendly type of show, which mm. was cut to the point where there was bits missing and things like that. Yeah, they'd slice stuff out, oh, yeah. re, re-script a few things. Brighten it up. Cloverway. Cloverway, there yeah. we go. Uh, to the point where uh, cu- the relationship of a couple of the characters was uh, changed. No, that was Cloverway. Oh, oh okay. Yeah. So Cloverway was actually a bit more truer to the the show, what, what the Japanese had. However, they had to change the names of the characters to meet the English ones. Um, they changed the relationship from an... You know, all female relationship to being cousins, but we'll not go on to that one. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I love the dub. The mm. dub for me was perfect. That's what actually got me into loving dubs was mm. the Sailor Moon dub. Yes, when you look back on it now, it is cheesy as anything. Because oh, yeah. it's kind of a time capsule. It is. It See, really I, I actually just could not stand the main girl's voice in the dub. In the second half of, like, from three and four? Because they changed the girl's oh, voice. I think it was start at the start. Oh, wow. At the start. Yeah. I really struggled. But, yeah, and it's just the story. The storylines were actually dark, but, when, you know, like, there was death. Suicide. Yeah. You know, it was just yeah. a lot of a lot That's of that. That's a bit. I was going to say, yeah. it's basically like the forerunner to create the modern sort of psychological right. uh, sh- uh, stories like Wonder Egg. That's yes. what the Japanese were getting? Yeah. They were. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, um, admittedly, the target audience for Sailor Moon was 15 plus. 15, 18, sort of that 
bracket. Ain't that a difference? Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, whereas, you know, we're used to thinking when we think of like comics or kids' shows, it's targeted a lot younger. And they do obviously have children's shows as well. Yeah. But the, the way they separate it's very different from us. But yeah, and I remember like one of the main characters in that show for me was Sailor Mars because I just mm. related to her so much, like her personality, her drive, and you know, her being like this kind of second in charge to Sailor Moon as well. Like, you know, mm. just seeing these girls in action and stuff, like every girl would be like, you know, what was your power in Girls would say, who was your Sailor Moon character? I'm going <laughs> to yeah. be, you know, and it was just powerful. Like, oh, I... I I can't speak highly because I have it on everything. I've got it on DVD. I've got oh. even the old school stuff as well. It had three movies with that run as well. Um, then it became Crystal, which I'd love to do an episode on Sailor Moon itself. Because Crystal it's, was mm. the 2015 rework yes, it of was. it, wasn't it? And it was very much exactly like the manga as well. Oh. oh. So, so that's got to be a bit good and a bit bad. Yeah. Because mm. purists would love to see it like done properly. Us who grew up with the 90s one, we lost that charm that it had. Yeah. So that's where we were like, this is this is garbage. Yeah, it's uh, <laughs> you, you will see that as well in uh, Western cinema and stuff. Adapting things from a book, changes have got to be made. There's certain things which yeah. work in one media and absolutely mm. do not work in the other. Now, on that note, so there are two... Dubs yes. for this. Yes. There is the Deke Entertainment Cloverway Clover yep. dub, which uh, ran for 159 episodes. They actually did not do a single one of those seasons at all, which was season four? No, five? it would be Stars. Sailor Stars. stars. So, so it's season five. They yep. didn't do season five at all. They didn't bother dubbing it. Um, it'd be six. Moon, RS, Super S, Sailor Stars. Yeah. Oh, yeah, because there's two of the original of the Sailor original Moon. Moons, gotcha. Yep. Um, but then there's also a dub that was done by Viz Media. Right. Now, mm. Viz Media, um, you might have heard that name before if you've ever bought a manga that's been English translated. Um, they were one of the biggest companies mm-hmm. involved in that initial push for English translated manga and anime as well. And mm. that dub has the full 200 episodes, including yes. that last arc. And the movies as well. And the movies as well. The thing is, is that that final... My understanding is that the final movies don't work without the final season. Mm. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. Makes sense. So, yeah, it was just, uh, look, I love Sailor Moon, but there was a lot of faults with obviously like just not being able to get the episodes and things like that. I was a bit of the disappointed that they actually did get new dub actors for it. I kind of was hoping that they'd go back to the original impossible but you know get the original mm. canadian ones to do it as uh, well you don't know what like people might have moved on from that no see they, this is the thing they would have been more than happy to re-record it oh seriously yeah oh that's kind of a kick in the guts it really is and it, it's a hard thing because a lot of fans who knew it would have preferred having these you know them the f- doing it again what they grew up with but yeah. we but, are talking about a 20-year gap. Exactly. And voices do change. Well, Naruto still has the same voice actors. But most of Naruto's male voice actor is, is a female. Oh, yeah, true. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, it's the same thing with Bart Simpson, voiced by a lady. Well, yeah, true. You know, it's, it's the same thing. Like, often if you've got a young character who mm. is going to be staying for a long period in a series... Um, at a certain age bracket, yeah, you tend yeah, to yeah. get a female voice actor because that voice will change less to uh, detrimentally, at mm, least, mm. than a male voice. Oh, and uh, there is something else we should probably mention to do with Sailor Moon as well. Mm. The Forbidden American live-action remake. <laughs> no, we're not going there. Oh, we'll do that in the proper full... Let's do a Sailor Moon episode. I think we'll do a Sailor Moon episode. And we can, do, we can show our live reaction to... We, do, do you want to do an enforced viewing of the American film, Ken? We can't. We can't. There's no clips of it. However, it, we can show clips of the show to you guys and see what our reaction will be. 
bits. There's bits. There's bits it's, in the that's show. how forbidden yeah. this thing is. Well, let's, let's have a dig. Let's this thing was like half internet, live yeah. action, half animated, half well, Americanized. Well, let's animated. do it. Let's do a Salomon episode. Let's I think. do a Salomon episode. <laughs> so we've got a four kids episode, uh, probably a Deke episode, and a um, four kid uh, a Sailor Moon episode yeah. to do at some point in the future. Now. Sailor Moon, uh, if memory serves me right, still available on it many is. platforms. I'm pretty sure you'd be hard-pressed not to find it on Crunchyroll and Funimation. Uh, it's not on Funimation. No. It's on Anime Labs, and it's on Hulu in the United States. Ah, and okay. now the rumor has it that the next two movies for Eternal, which is Sailor Moon Eternal, are going to land on Netflix. Hmm. Ah, okay. So, so I won't be surprised if the whole Back catalogue is going to end up on Netflix in so, the very future. At the future. moment in the US, Sailor Moon Crystal and R, the movie, are the only two available on a streaming platform, and that's on Crunchyroll. In Canada, same thing mm. again. Tubi uh, TV, which I believe is a online streaming service that was previously a um, yep. uh, cable Mm-mm. network, has the actual series yep. in Canada. In the UK, um, same as in the US, only Crystal and the movie are, um, are the movie are available. Yeah. In Australia, the entire thing's on Anime Lab. I don't hey. think the movies are, are they? Uh, Sailor Moon are the movie, Sailor Moon Crystal. Okay. So, um, and they include, uh, at least for the website we're using, if you haven't heard of because.moe, check it out. <laughs> it's an amazing website to find the legal streams you need. Ah, uh, every. Okay, cool. Every single anime Perfect. that you can. So it'll tell you if an anime is available in your country. Currently, it covers Australia, the UK, Canada, and the US. Oh, that's Beautiful. brilliant. So, Because.moe. I yep. love it. And, you know, if you go to the Australian version, you get a lovely Love Live girl in the bottom corner doing her usual thing. So Perfect. Yeah. Um, but, yes, look. Um, if you want, like, something that is a perfect time capsule of Days Gone, mm, so go and check this out. Look, it is dated. This is in the 90s in full force. <laughs> yeah. um, but it's perfect. It is absolutely perfect. Now, we are running way over time, so let's jump on to uh, what I found as very formative. Now, anyone who's been listening to the entire back catalogue and uh, some of the folks we have on Facebook know who, who exactly we are talking to. Um, I think, oh, he's going to talk about Neon Genesis, which I've said I'm not. Oh, he's going to talk <laughs> about Cowboy Bebop, um, Outlaw Star, Orphan the Tale of the blah, blah, blah. Um, no, no. I'm going to talk about Trigun. Trigun ran in 1998. Manga first started 95 to 07. Now, you might have spotted Trigun around the traps um, with a man in a long red coat looking very spaghetti western sort of environment. Mm. Uh, you know, lots of cowboys and uh, bounty hunters and all that. Very similar sort of core sort of setting as Trigun. Um, I keep saying Bebop. Trigun instead of Bebop. Yeah. yeah. But um, very different story. So it's focused on Bash the Stampede. And I caught this on Cartoon Network when yeah. we had Tsunami Blocks. In um, It would have been about, geez, 2002, four. three, yeah. four, around that time period. Um, and it was full dub. I went in ah, full yeah, dub. Um, they wouldn't show many with the sub anyway. They didn't show any on no. Tsunami Block at least. Yikes. Yeah. Um, we did obviously get it with the uh, subtitles on SBS. Um, did we? Yes. Uh, Neon Genesis. Oh, well, other shows. So uh, Neon Genesis. Um, we had, got the dub for that though. We got both. So really? when Neon Genesis first came out, we got the subtitled version and it was like at 1 a.m. in the morning. Ah, okay. And then uh, about 12 months later, we started getting the dub. That was what I was watching. And that's yeah. what I watched as well. Um but um, Trigun, I don't know why it just grabbed me, but 
it was at a time where I'd watched Neon Genesis. I was like, this is kind of interesting. I'd watched Cowboy Bebop. I'm like, that's really cool, but I'm guessing it's a bit of an outlier. And I didn't really realize there was a lot more yeah. types of anime out there. I mean, this is something very different to Neon Genesis. It's though. very different because it's very sort of tongue-in-cheek comedy for mm. most of the episodes. Um, so it focuses on Vash the Stampede. He is the $6 billion double dollar um Six billion double dollar bounty. They call it the double dollar. <laughs> yep. Don't don't ask why. Just, Six billion just double dollar it. bounty. It's hunter. set on a different planet, hmm. um, but you don't know how they got there. Um, and there's like st- it's like you were saying with um, Samurai Champloo, where it's got elements of the future and the past coming together to form something not really better than either. Um, no, go <laughs> on, Mighty Bush. There, um, it's got elements of the country western dynamic to it like all these country towns is a very arid planet or at least the place where everything's done is very arid so yeah everything mm-hmm. looks very very kind of run down lived in mm-hmm. but there but is then there's aspects occasion- there's of occasional the random technology like the major generator for a plant is not a coal-fired power station or a nuclear power station or you know a guy running in a treadmill sort of thing it's <laughs> it's some weird bifolded globe massive glass contraption which would be about the size of a skyscraper skyscraper tall and then as big wide um it's you i'm it's been a while since i watched it but you're not too sure how power is generated from it but you know that is the power source of that area it just it looks very power sourcing there, there is um cybernetic limbs and stuff like it's that it's what you'd aim for in a video game yeah 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 <laughs> definitely it definitely be your male target uh, main target Words are not my strong point this episode. Sorry, folks. Um, manga first came out in 95 and ran until 2007. You had the original series, which ran for three volumes, and then you've got Trigun Max, which came out during the anime being aired, and then it uh, continued on. Problem is, the way the story finishes, you can't continue it. So they, th- this is another case of the Full Metal Alchemist and other stories around that time that ended prematurely because the manga hadn't finished. Uh-huh. Um, now, I haven't got around to finishing uh, the manga yet. I've got the first two books, and I know the rest are available through Viz Media. I'm a little surprised at you. I mean, Trigun I is... know. Uh, th- do you want to know what the problem is? Very hard to find copies in print. I see, I see. Yeah. yeah. Um, and Viz Media so far have not put it on their website for digital viewing either, which is very frustrating. Ah, uh, Viz, get onto it. Isn't it on Anime Lab? Anime Lab. Oh, no, no. I mean the manga. Oh, the manga. The oh, manga, yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. The anime itself um, is, I believe, on uh, Anime Lab mm. and most Funimation platforms last check. Yeah. Um, but basically the story follows Vash the Stampede, who is a wanted criminal, but it's not really his fault. Mm. Um, people go and try to get a bounty on him. He doesn't remember why there's a bounty on him, and they cause damage as he tries to just get away and not get involved in it. <laughs> um, and he's obsessed with donuts. Um, that that's always hilarious. He keeps stealing donuts. So these these two girls, um, the Bernadelli Insurance Society employees, both Merrill and Millie, is their English dub names. Very different dub, uh, names from the Japanese edition. And these girls are basically trying to find Vash the Stampede, who's known as the Humanoid Typhoon, because his insurance is with them. <laughs> and they need to track him down to say we're not going to actually insure you anymore. Um, <laughs> so you've got the they keep running into each other. They don't realize who he is. They keep ending up in these hilarious, silly situations. And you get about six, seven episodes in, and then things start taking a more serious turn. You start learning that Vash has been involved in some serious stuff, some very dangerous things which took many people's lives. So you actually learn exactly why he has that price on his head. 
No, because oh. he has no memory of it. Ooh. Oh, he's got. Um, he can't remember what happened at that moment. So the kind of serious stuff is more sort of. It's related, but not directly. <laughs> it's well. It's like you know, we know something happened. These are the the because he doesn't remember it, and he's not telling the insurance girls that he is Vash the Stampede. They have to. They're saying, "Well, Vash did this. This is why we're trying to find him." And he's learning about this, but he doesn't have the memory of this event occurring. Curious. Yeah. And as you get further into the story, you start learning about people who have connections with him and were involved in the incident and stuff like that. And there's people who pass away and die as characters. And you know, it, there's real loss. It starts off light. It ends up heavy. Um, like we're talking identity shattering heavy at the end um and it's great um throughout all of it like vash does go serious you like you watch the opening and it's rocking track and you go oh he's a badass he's so cool yeah yeah and then he's just a goofball for seven episodes it's a bit jarring it's kind of like watching this switch between uh Yugi and, ya- and yeah, Yami, right? yeah, <laughs> yeah very much so it's a really good show but it actually didn't do well in japan Oh. So it failed to garner a large audience in Japan during its original showing and airing in 98. And it gained a substantial following in the US when it landed on Adult Swim in 03. Mm. So that that's kind of the big thing that kind of changed it because that then resulted in it because they had a massive amount of interest in it because of the Toonami block getting re-aired in Japan and then building a bigger following there. And then it had the film, Trigun Badlands Rumble. And that, it's kind of interesting how that back and forth kind of started mm. in like, you know, the early 2000s. Less surprising when you think about it these days, because like, oh, uh, yeah. what what is it, 40% of manga sales is uh, international. Uh, international, Yep, which is crazy to think about. I know, if you could, if like, I mean, if you said to any arts-based uh, industry, 40% of your sales must be international, they'd scoff at it. They'd go, mm. no. No, look, I mean, say you made a TV series which focused on uh, an indigenous story, say uh, something to do with the Rainbow Serpent, yeah. and it's a long series, and it features a ton of Noongar actors and other um, indigenous tr- uh, communities throughout Australia yeah. as part of that story. You wouldn't expect that to sell well internationally except for a certain niche market who have an interest in learning about that culture. Yeah, anthropology yeah. and people who exactly. just... Exactly. Yeah. Imagine that, that went viral. Ooh. That's essentially what has happened to Japan's manga market and anime market. I see. And that is why it's so surprising for some people in Japan that people outside of it are interested. Mm. And it's also surprising when they see how big Demon Slayer has done at the cinemas because it did massive in Japan and it's done almost the same outside of it. I mean, uh, but at the same time, by the same token, I'm a little bit unsurprised by that. Mm. If you go into certain Japanese forums, hit the translate button, and read about them talking about which is better, the sub or the dub for King of the Hill. (laughs) (laughs) But I mean, it's It's a little mind-blowing to think that there is really... There's so much similarities between how we view their media, how they view our media. Mm-hmm. Oh, indefinitely. I mean, like, we watch Japanese game shows, like, you know, Wall of Boxes, where they <laughs> <laughs> they throw out a number and they come out on a tank which, to shoot Which the must be 30 years old, that I know. random clip. And I love that. And that's amazing, but there is a novelty factor to it. 
you don't expect something to grab on into a subculture and be something they go back and talk to. And yeah. that's, that's I think, the surprise that happened in 2000 when they started exporting this anime over there. I mean, we know during like the late 80s, Europe bought a ton of anime out of Japan on the dirt cheap because they couldn't finance their own individual programming in the networks over there. Mm-hmm. And the same thing kind of happened for kids programming in America and Australia and the UK in the early 2000s. But the fact that it's had staying power. You, um, Inspector Rex, prime example. It's a German Inspector TV show. It's Rex. about a dog. Oh, it's huge. It's though. huge. It's a police you, show where the side character is a dog. Imagine you're German. You come to Australia and you say Inspector Rex. You're not going to expect other people to know what you're talking about. Exactly. And half of us are going to go, oh, yeah, Inspector Rex. Yeah, true. <laughs> like, the, the kids who grew up watching SBS mm. and like foreign TV. Yeah. It's just like, this, this would be like Inspector Rex doing really well in America. America getting an adaptation and them going, well, we should make another season of it in Germany. You know what? Don't give them ideas. It's like, you know how in America the, the Scarface is like their main movie for the weebs. It's Ninja Scroll. If you haven't yeah. seen it, you yeah, can't yeah. call yourself a weeb. And that was on ah, SBS all the time. It was so, too. It was too. Yeah. I feel like we should uh, mention that show less considering how just well, adult I mean, it is. No, yeah. we are not going to mention we, that. We are not going to go into that. Um, and for those who, anyone over the age of 18 who's been watching anime we'll or, know or, we'll know what we're talking about, talking about. Yeah. um but look um trigun i'm pretty sure is across the funimation brands at the moment um definitely worth checking out if you want sort of like spaghetti western mixed with a sci-fi without the space element mm. uh, is probably the easiest way to explain Think it firefly except they're never on the ship yeah <laughs> actually that's probably a good example it's firefly they're never on the ship and um it's constantly making jokes and talking about donuts like, i'd watch that I, I did watch that <laughs> i might actually pull out my dvd box again, set again actually. i'll actually give you my dvds yeah 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 cool. um but look we do need to wrap up because we are way over time as I expected know. who would have thought uh, who would have thought yeah so we'll be right back after this Wi-Fi radio Yes, that is where Kenny is going to leave it today. It's true, I am. (laughs) Thank you so much for listening or watching if you are on YouTube or any of our streams. And uh, we love having you joining us. I like going down the old track of, you know, memory lane with that. It's great. It's fun. It's um, a bit of a shame Aaron couldn't be here to come and give us his own uh, full, well, to be honest, probably for the best Aaron wasn't here because we could have spent the the entire episode on Naruto. Comfortably so, and for good reason. Yeah, sure. I mean, still, I miss you, Aaron. Yeah. Aaron, come back soon. I think you'll be back in about three episodes because of his roster. Now, we need to talk about what we're doing next episode. I'm excited. This is kind of important. We can't not, really, let's be honest. We really can't. Demon Slayer, Kimitsu no Yaiba, the movie, Mugen Train, Infinity Train. Get hyped. Is coming out in Australia. It has been kicking every single chart it touches. So we're going to do a full episode looking at the phenomenon that is Demon Slayer. How exciting. We're going to look at the original series. We're going to look at the manga, which is finished, actually. We're going to look at sub versus dub as well. We are. We're going to do pretty much whatever tickles our fancy. And then we'll let you know if the film's worth checking out. Um, I can tell you now, without having seen it, spoiler, it is worth checking out. (laughs) (laughs) It wouldn't be the most... It's given Carl seal of approval. Well, it wouldn't be the most um, funded... What what is it? It it wouldn't have been the most profitable Japanese film of all time if it wasn't good. It, It beat Makoto Shinkai. It beat Ghibli. Yeah, it, it beat also their live action films, which did well at the Oscars back in like the 70s and 80s. Mm-hmm. So it says a lot. <laughs> um, it, it's got a lot of potential and a Could lot of good stuff. Could it win the Oscar? 
It could actually... You have a point there. <laughs> you have a point. Animation. Yeah. The way it has been done, the way its release has been done in the US, it qualifies for the Oscar period. <gasps> could you imagine that? Uh, I mean, you guys have heard my take on uh, like award shows now, but... If this gets into the Oscars, <laughs> we are going to be watching it and we're going to be hyping this up. Yeah, well, we're going to be waiting. We're going to watch the timeline for when oh. they're actually talking animation, then turn it on. Um, we might do a live react for that. Uh, if that happens. Yeah, I think we have but to. We have to. Uh, don't forget to like and subscribe. Check out our presence on other social media platforms. We're on Instagram, Facebook, mm-hmm. Twitter. Soon to be Discord. Soon to be, Soon to be on Discord. Discord. We've got to finish setting that up. Yes. We've been a bit busy. Um, we will be sharing breaking anime news, memes, videos. And don't worry, we might be in Australia, but we promise our news feed will not get zooked. So, <laughs> and uh, for, know, the, for those of the... you don't know what's going on, just search Australia News Facebook, and you will know exactly what's going on in about ten seconds. Yep. It's hilarious. Um, we will not talk too much in that in case it does happen. <laughs> You've been listening to Kawhi Fi Radio. Thank you so much for joining us, and until next time, what's the matter?